Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Book Journey Radio. Um, today, we are supposed to be talking to um, Edie Rather, and um, she has not shown up. So I am going to get started um, without her, and we'll talk a little bit if she shows up late um, to her, and otherwise we are going to talk about getting your first book written and published. Um, So my name is Angela Loria, and I am from Journey Girl Publishing. We are a small boutique publishing agency, and we work mostly with life coaches and other solo entrepreneurs that really want to um, write and publish a book. I I call them a soulful book, but a book is actually um, going to have a positive positive, uh, positive change to the world. So... Um, the authors we work with are often, and not always, but often writing um, self-help books and, um, and uh, how-to books. And that is also the case uh, with Edie Rather. Edie is um, the author of several books. Um, she is a change strategist. Change strategist. She's a motivational keynote speaker. Um, her book, uh, Why Cats Don't Bark, uh, is, I think, uh, I think Edie's here. Edie, are you here? Oh, let's see if we can get her on. She knows I'm here. Here she is. I see her. Hi, Edie. How are you? I'm just great. You're not going to believe it. I'm having my hair cut as we're speaking. So this is called True Multitasking. <laughs> wow, that is multitasking. Well, Edie, your first book is Why Cats Don't Bark. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. And then you've written uh, Unleash Your Power Zone and Intuitive Intelligence, The Other IQ? Yeah, that's the subtitle. It is all part of the first book. Oh, that's the first book. So it's Why Cats Don't Bark, Unleash Your Power Zone, Intuitive Intelligence, The Other IQ. Yeah, and then you have the, another book as well, right? Well, then the second one was Sex for the Soul, and it's Seven Secrets of Sensual. God, I wrote it so many years ago, I forgot what it is. But something for spiritual ecstasy. And then I wrote Winning, How Winners Think What Champions Do, which is very appropriate with the Olympics coming up. And then I wrote a more business-oriented book, Forget Selling, 12 Principles of Influence and Persuasion in Sales, Leadership, and Life. And then I got so taken on my house, I wrote a book, What Most Builders Won't Tell You, so other people don't have to go through the pain I did. And then I wrote, I Believe I Can Fly. It's a children's character, an empowering uh, children's character building program. And it's it's a complete system of thinking, and the book is just part of it. And then the last one is Stop Bullying Now, Creating Caring Cultures, Giving Children Hope. And that has been extremely, that was a wise book because it's such a hot topic. As a professional speaker, it has really 
open doors to a bunch of new markets that I had not been into before, such as probation and parole and juvenile justice and so forth. So that last book, um, that just in case people miss the name of it, it is Stop Bullying Now, Creating Caring Cultures and Giving Children Hope. And if you want to check out that website, um, that's Stop Bullying with Edie, E-D-I-E.com. Um, that is the most recent book, but wow, what a journey. How long has your career been? You know what? I I know exactly because I was I live in North Carolina and I was at the ocean writing uh, at nine eleven. I remember sitting at a resort and I was sleeping in my boat in a parking lot because I forgot to bring the plug, and I didn't want to pay the resort fees, so I was sitting by the ocean in this Villa Capriani resort every day writing my book, and then going to my little boat with a cuddy cabin. I will tell you one thing: that if these are aspiring authors, it, it's really just do it and getting started. I have to tell you, I wanted to write for 27 years, back in the mid-70s. Um, I've been a professional speaker for 42 years. And, you know, among speakers, the word is, if you really want credibility, you do need to um, write a book. And, and, and there's no question it does add credibility. But the interesting thing is for 27 years, I wanted to do this, and you know what? It was so hard to create the time. I mean, we all have, you know, I'm leaving for Cape Cod on Saturday to speak there, and then Idaho. We're busy. We're very busy. And and so creating that time and space was, was real crucial. You know what I did? Then I said, okay, I'm going to go on a cruise, and then I won't have any distraction because I know I'm a little bit ADD, aren't we all? And so I went on the cruise, but that didn't work. I got a start, but, and then I promised myself by June 15th, if I didn't have more done on the book or, you know, was pretty far on the way, I would go to the beach where there would be no distractions, nothing, no TV. I would allow myself to make phone calls at 11 at night and and just, you know, spend only like 20 minutes a day for urgent things. And that worked. I got enough done in five days where I knew I could, you know, do the rest. Now, I, I could write under an oak tree. I could. St- I started a book in a coffee shop. Um, <laughs> I can write in my home. I can write water skiing. I could write a book water skiing. But the bottom line, I, I, there's something I want to share with everybody. And we. it's hard to create the time. But you know what else? And nobody talks about this. You have to create the space. It was going to the beach. I lived in a 19-foot boat. What else do you do but plug in your computer and write? And I'm going to tell you, Angela, that is what worked. It broke the ice. And once you break the ice, you, you know, you create new neural pathways in the brain. It became a habit to write that now... I mean, I could sit here getting my hair cut and start another book and have it done in a couple of weeks. Um, okay, so, so let me pause you and let's go back because this is really the heart of Burke Journeys Radio. Our listeners are, have, a, have a book in their heart. They okay. want to write a book. They talk about it. People tell them, oh, my God, you have to write a book. You have such amazing stories. You've had this terrible experience, this wonderful experience, whatever it is. This, this mm-hmm. is a book. 
Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the book is not coming out of their head and into their hands. And that's okay. what we help people do is get their book out of their head and into their hands. So I want you to go through your best advice for somebody okay. who, like you, for 27 years had that book in yep. their heart, whatever the book was. And a lot of times they have three or four or five ideas. Yep. And they just can't pick the first one because obviously you have it stuck to, you know, one precise theme or something like that. So yeah, no, I, I don't get out of their head. Yeah, yeah, and my themes are all over from how to build a house without getting ripped off to sex for the soul. So you're right. But okay, one number one is don't just create the time, create the space, and make a commitment. Um, you just have to make that commitment like I did. It's almost like quitting smoking. You set a deadline, a date line, and if you've done nothing else, you go someplace where there's absolutely no distractions. You're not running kids to soccer games. You are you are just focused on that. Once you get in the habit of it, it's like flossing your teeth. You know, you, you don't even have to think twice. You're on autopilot. But you must do that initially. The other thing is there's two people that helped me. One was Sam Horn and one is Diana Boer. Diana Boer has probably written about 50 books at this point. Um I know a couple of years ago she was up to 38, and she'll just put them out like rabbits make babies. But I like a couple of the things that she had said, and one of them was just right, just right. Just, just freeze your left brain. Put your left brain on the back burner and just let it flow. And so there's no critical thinking. So you just go into your right brain, your creative brain, and you just have fun with it. The other thing I'm going to say is don't listen to somebody else's formula. There are some people that told me for years, get up at 4 in the morning and write for three hours every day. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. Well, you know what? I go to bed at 2.33 in the morning. No, I'm not going to get up at 4 in the morning. And if anything, my right time would probably be 11 till 2 in the morning. So I, I, I think it's actually a mistake to listen to other people's, you know, whatever worked for them. you got to find out what works for you. The other thing that I was kind of distracted by is some people will say, um, you know, Take a, do a little bit at a time. Just do a chapter. Just just do a chapter or just do uh, a couple thoughts a day. Well, you know what? That might work for some people. That didn't work for me. What worked for me was I, I'm a leap person. It takes me a couple days to get totally immersed. And so what worked for me is going to the beach for five days and doing nothing but writing about 15 hours a day. And I just get into the flow and the zone, and it and it works. I can put out a book in no time. And now, you have to know, too, that the editing is the hard part. For every hour you put into writing, expect to put you know at least two hours into editing, maybe three. And it's horrible. Wow. And I would like other people to do it, but I've hired people. I've spent thousands of dollars, and I just don't like what they do. So if anybody finds a really good editor at a reasonable price, let me know. But but I think those are some secrets. Find out your own biorhythms, what time of the day. And, again, if some people say, just write a little bit every day, that works for some. But I ha- I, I'm into immersion. You may not be. Mm. Now, I will say this. 
You could write articles. You could use your blogs. Start putting them together for articles. Put your articles together and, and build. You know, it's kind of like putting tinker toys together. So there's so many different pathways. But all I can say is to thine own self be true. Know thyself. Know what? Can you repeat that last thing? Yeah, know thyself. Know thyself. Know thyself. Yeah, I will say dropping the story about, you know, you hear I have to write five pages a day and just seeing what feels right to you. I am somebody who, um, when I write, I am like you. I clear a weekend. And I write all weekend, showering is not involved, cooking is not involved, I am in the zone. Um, But I also have clients that I work with. I have one client who told me, I don't have time to write, and I said, you have 15 minutes. And she said, I have Mm -hmm. 15 minutes. And Mm -hmm. we came up with a schedule for her where she writes 15 minutes a day, which is basically nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's taken her two years, but she's on, I don't know, she's 45,000 words in. Mm-hmm. And and she does three days a week, 15 minutes, and she can get in it and out of it, and she writes about 250 words at a time. Yep. And it works for her. And yep. I couldn't write that way, but it does. I really like the idea of just know thyself, know yourself as a writer, and give right. yourself permission to be a 15 minutes, three days a week, or a 16 hours at the beach writer. And, and exactly. just connect with what that is. I think that's yep. really powerful. Now, I want to say one other thing that I think is really crucial. In writing my book on bullying, I do a lot with neuroscience. I have a psychotherapy family counselor background. And writers need to know this, and Bill Clinton did this. He wrote his book on a yellow pad and then had it you know, transcribed. I will have to say there has been research and there's more research out that I've recently looked at because kids in school are not learning cursive. They're not learning penmanship. They're not learning how to write. That is an issue because a part of our brain, a very creative part of our brain, is going dead. And so it is important to know that for some of you, you really do need to write not type, but write. I will say now, I feel like I can go on the computer and I will be just as as creative on the computer, but I am wondering if I really am and if I need to go back to that. But there has been research that the act, the physical act of writing it out uh, taps in to a part of the brain that you may otherwise be losing out on. So I I think that's important. Play around with it. I just found intuitively, I I just couldn't move on the typewriter. And when I sat down and started writing, and then again, I broke the habit, and and then I could start doing it, you know, on the PC. So be aware of that as well. Interesting. So let's talk about... um, so you, so how would you describe what you think held you back for 27 years from writing your book? And what do you wish that you knew then? What do you wish somebody said to you, you know, 15 years into your dry spell? 
if somebody had said something 15 years earlier and so it wouldn't have been 27 years. Yeah, you know what? It's doing what I just kind of discovered. And that was not only creating the time but the right space and making the commitment. You have to turn off the entire world. Now, I do. But like you said, some people don't have to. They can turn it off for an hour or two. I, that would have helped me. I discovered that on my own. But that that was the secret to it. And and what Diana Boer said I really like, too, is, you know, just write, 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 write. And just Jean Houston is my primary mentor, and she was somebody that did that as well. That, you know, she'd just have you scribble on, on um, you know, easels or uh, flip charts. And, and that's how you stimulate okay. your creative juices. So I think it's so important not to try to do any editing as you go along. Just just, just get that first draft done. Yep. So okay. So now um so now we've gotten through that hurdle of writing the book. What do you wish you knew about the rest of it, about publishing or marketing? What do you wish that you knew before you wrote your book? What do you wish somebody told you about the others once you got through the writing and the editing? Okay, um, well, you know, and, and that's a good question. I will say the first time I did have an editor, and I and I like him. We were actually personal friends. He had written a lot of books. He took away about half of my book, and I I thought there was stuff in it that is not in there. And I, me personally, I like more control over my book. I would never again have an editor butcher it that much um but it's a bestseller in china it sold uh over two million copies so it's been successful so maybe maybe i'm wrong on that but but i think if that that's an important point if you're going to use an editor make sure that you breathe with them and you're very much in sync now i will say the two of us were in sync uh on a lot of stuff but he took out what i considered some of the heart of it, and I just noticed that in this last few months that I was wow. looking for stuff, and it's not even there. I've been giving talks on the book and realizing that stuff is not in the book. Now, the other thing I would say, I have incredible printers. I I have the book winning is almost 200 pages, and I paid Seventy-five cents, sixty-five cents, seventy-five cents a copy for a two hundred page book. Very well done. I am absolutely. I think the and best ha- resource on Twitter. Let me just jump in there. So you um, you self publish? Yeah, I do self publish. Now, if I could get. And a, then, mm-hmm. I just I just want to make sure I understand. So you do self-publishing, and you actually get books printed. So you go to a printer, and you might order, what, 200 books or 1,000 books or something, and then you take them to speaking events try with you? Thousand, try 10,000. 10,000? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so you, so you write the book. You work with a designer. It's all laid out. You go to a printer. The printer prints 10,000 copies. 
they ship them to you in boxes, and then when you're going to a speaking event, you'll bring a box of books and sell them at the back of the room. Is that how it yeah. works? No. If you're not, you have to know I've been speaking for 42 years. I am a certified speaking professional, and that's the highest earned mark of excellence given by the National Speakers Association. I've spoken on five continents. If you think your book is going to get you out there speaking, do not order 10,000. Do not do it. You've got to be out there knowing you've got lots of gigs. And the speaking industry has been hit hard. It is down. Okay. And did you, do you – how do you feel about that decision? Like, was that the right – if you have a good speaking platform, if you have regular speaking gigs, would you recommend this approach to people? Or do you think there's another way oh, yeah. you might do it now? No, no. I, I think, you know, generally, I, I went to the Maui, Maui Writers Conference, which I would highly recommend. But you got to know that that um, publishers actually take as much as 93 cents on the dollar. So if I sell my books, and I do for 19.95, and then I usually, you know, buy three, get one free, but if I'm offering the book at 19.95 and I've paid a buck for it with shipping, I'm making. Do you know what the margin of profit is on that? It's a lot better than 93 cents on the dollar. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. So or seven uh, cents on the dollar, I should say. Yeah. Now I spoke for the Las Vegas school system on bullying, and I did a half day. And then they ordered 350 copies of the book, and I gave them, I think, about 60% off. I still made a few thousand. I made more on the books than I did on the speaking. So the speaking was just a good way, you know, to move into it. And um, and, and so, how many books would you sell at the typical at a typical speaking event, or is there a way to estimate that? Um, what percentage of the room might buy a book, I guess? You know, I just spoke in Illinois to about um, 125 people, and I would say I probably sold about $1,000 worth. Now, I do have the children's care, I have, but you've got to realize I've got lots of books. I've got about 20 CD programs on hypnosis for weight control, smoking, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. So, you know, that that all makes a difference, too. And I was born to pitch. I mean, one of my books is on influence and persuasion. I do do sales training, so uh, I do know how to sell. But I do remember at one conference I sold $4,000 worth. And wow. I even gave them, and I gave them 20% off. I gave 20% to the association, and they sold them at a discount. So, yeah, there's a lot of potential. Now, you could go with a big publishing house. The problem is I was just at Book Expo America in New York. The problem there is, um, you know, it takes about 18 months from book to market. I can, I mean, I finished my book and... Uh, the, I did. I doubled the bullying book in size. Um, I uh, three weeks later, I had a book ready to sell uh, for Las Vegas. Three weeks it took. Otherwise, you're talking about 18 months. Now, in a topic like bullying, which is so hot, you really 
I didn't want to take the risk of sitting around for two years. And, and you know, unfortunately, it's still hot. Unfortunately, I think it will continue to be hot. It's fortunate for me in book sales and as a speaker, it's unfortunate that that's what's going on in the world. But it took me three weeks what would take 18 months to two years. Now, the other thing is, I mean, then you have to get a publicist, you have your agent, and you got to give them a percent. I, I guess I really like the control of it. And a good friend of mine who has a bestseller, a couple, the Little Red Book of Selling and the Sales Bible, Jeffrey Gittimer. Um, yeah. He right, yeah, he lives right here in Charlotte. And i got to tell you, wow. I believe that, you know, he, uh, and, and I, I'm always nervous about maybe getting things wrong, but he bought back the rights to one of his books that he sold, and I think he had to pay like a million dollars. So yeah. if you're going to go that route, make danger you have a good lawyer in place. With the Internet, there are just so many other opportunities to sell today that, you know, book companies are hurting. I will tell you another thing. I have a friend that wrote a book called Why Are People So Cranky, and it's on road rage. And I love Leslie, but I'm going to tell you, and, and she got a very handsome advance, you know, well well into the six mm-hmm. figures. I love Leslie, but to tell you the truth, I wouldn't buy a whole book on that topic. I would read an article, but I would mm-hmm. not buy a book. But she, you know, um, I don't know how well the book did, but I know that she did well and she deserves it. She was somebody that was a welfare mom and went from that to an unbelievable advance. And uh, But the days of the big advances are pretty much gone. Do you want me back? Just, yeah, do you want me back? So the, day, the days of the huge advances are, are, are pretty much gone unless you're Colin Powell uh, you know, Hillary Clinton or something like that. They they just got I mean, I'm hearing of advances like eight to ten thousand. Are you kidding me? Oh, I've heard fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, okay. I've I heard mean, people saying fifteen hundred I'm like, oh my God, I don't know that I would you might as well oh, self publish for fifteen hundred dollars. I, I mean one order one order from one school district. And I and I got right. more than doubled that. Come on. But now, now if you I don't think, know how, uh, yeah. I think that's a really, really um, powerful lesson just in our in our last minutes is that there are so many new authors or aspiring authors that I work with who are working so hard on their proposals to get an agent in hopes that their agent will then be able to, uh, you know, get them a publishing contract with an advance. And then they get an advance offer of, you know, 1500 or or $1,000, or if they're lucky, $15,000, and they're sort of, you know, pressured into taking it and yeah. feeling excited about it. And even if, I mean, I would think at this point uh, with your with your history, getting an agent and getting a contract wouldn't be too hard. And the fact that you're consciously choosing another yeah. route should be at least an opportunity for yes. um for people that are looking for an agent to stop and really reconsider oh, yeah. what are the pros and cons and is it really the right fit for you right now because as we know the publisher is not going to do your marketing. Well, so you know what the other thing get change. a good in, get, a, get somebody good on the internet. I mean, we didn't have the internet, 
doing what it could do 25 years ago. You have an avenue for sales all over the world that you didn't used to have. Just find somebody good on the Internet. And if you go deep in a niche like bullying, even if you're not, you haven't been a speaker for years, but if you have a new, uh, well, I'm in a hair salon now. She's got a new twist on something. She can go deep in a market and do some good marketing on the Internet. And so if you can you know, create um, yourself as an authority and an expert in, in, a, in a narrow niche where you go deep and you don't have much competition. And then there's the Kindle. All my books are in Kindle. 75% of the books now are in Kindle. So would I order 10,000 again? No, because the sales are going to Kindle. And, and, I, and I wish I hadn't ordered that many. The price was just too good. But everything's going digital now, so you don't even have to do that. And, and print-on-demand is good to know about. Once you make about 1,000 copies, uh, print-on-demand or, you know, the, the full press is probably going to come out about even. And if somebody wants um, some good print-on-demand people, I can send you those resources as well. I do have – a lot of times I'll just do a few yeah. copies of a book until – I, I go to the second gear or something like that. So oh, this just is know, great. Edie, uh, Edie Rather, I just want to get this in before we run out of time. Edie Rather, thank you so much for being here. The website is rather.com, R-A-E-T-H-E-R.com. So thank and you, you know so what? much, Angela, Edie. Angela, and, uh, Angela, i got to tell you yes. one more thing. The other thing is, once your book is printed, submit that. Submit that. They've got a, a beautiful copy of your book instead of just a proposal. Yeah, yeah. So many great ideas. This has been a very exciting half hour. I loved having you, and uh, I think we're going to have you back, Beanie. You've got a lot to teach our listeners. Okay, sounds good. Thanks to all of you. I enjoyed. Bye now. Bye bye. Hi. Hi.